This is SG2 Perspectives, a conversation with SG2 experts and industry thought leaders about the biggest trends in healthcare and what we expect that's going to mean for the future of healthcare delivery. Think about coming out of the pandemic, we've seen population movements based on migration patterns and folks testing and networking virtually. So that's going to be one level. We're seeing investment from the administration in different battery plants, chip plants that'll drive commercial growth. We're looking at affordability and some parts of the country becoming more or less affordable from a consumer point of view. And that spend on impact of healthcare dollar is going to be important. Welcome to SG2 Perspectives. I'm your host, Trevor Durin. Today, I have three colleagues from our financial strategy practice, Brian Esser, who leads the practice, Ryota Tirada, and Sush Manera, to talk about a body of research that I'm not going to make it sound like this took forever, you guys, but this was an enormous effort over the whole course of this year, 2023. So I wanted you here to talk through not only some of the great outputs and tools you created, but some of what you learned along the way. Thanks so much for joining me and for giving our listeners a run through of many of these resources that you'll be able to see on sg2.com. Brian, why did we think that right now is really important for SG2 members, health systems to be thinking about financial resiliency? What questions were you trying to zero in on through this research? As you've been talking, and Trevor, you've had several podcasts over the last month or even year now talking about where health systems are financially, the ups and downs that COVID presented to our systems. We saw margins surge and then fall off again throughout the pandemic. And right now, based on partnership data from Coffin Hall, we're maybe at break even for most, maybe slightly above, but a lot of the health systems that we engage with at the board level or C-suite are still reporting margin pressure. We wanted to dive into that topic of financial resiliency and get a bit more prescriptive and thinking about two facets of the organization. One, the actual financial health of the organization that we'll dive into and what type of options does that give each unique system, even at the market level for those national systems who are operating in different geographies, but then combine that financial health with the market headwinds and the realities of on the ground dynamics, which are gonna be unique. We cut that at the HRR level and Sushma will dive into that, but combining those give a bit more focus and directive approach to which strategies ultimately will result in financial sustainability. Who was the audience for this research? SG2's bread and butter, the primary people that we work with around the strategy team. We saw COVID kind of force strategic and financial planning to come together. I don't know if those forces have stayed together or not, but who's the audience for this research? As we were considering the headwinds that our members are facing, two of the critical stakeholders that are making decisions to ensure that a sustainable path is being charted for health system will be the chief strategy officer and chief financial officer. And we wanted to really support the successful collaboration between these leaders and teams in development of a shared vision supported by quantitative rigor using a combination of financial benchmarks as well as a proprietary SG2 economic index assessing the current market state as well as the future trajectory based on public and proprietary data sets. In addition to supporting the CSOs and CFOs, early feedback from our life science supply members have also indicated that they've been pretty excited about leveraging this work to further their understanding about their perspective of their customers, so health system providers, and are looking to that economic index in particular to better understand the customer's environment that they're operating in so that they can align what they're doing to support them as well. The cool thing here, Trevor, is that as you think about where the markets are going, there's not one single source that blends from a provider 
provider point of view, all the headwinds or tailwinds that a specific market geography may be facing. Think about coming out of the pandemic. We've seen population movements based on migration patterns and folks testing and working virtually. So that's going to be one level. We're seeing investment from the administration in different battery plants, chip plants that'll drive commercial growth. We're looking at affordability and some parts of the country becoming more or less affordable from a consumer point of view. And that spend on impact of healthcare dollar is going to be important. All right. I want to hear the details now. So Sushma, talk us through the framework that you guys landed on. How did you blend financial health and the environmental factors that health systems were operating in? I remember the beginning of this, might have been this time last year, that you started looking at tools we already had. What could we kind of combine and merge together? Where'd you end up? We ended up having the economic index on this really looking at projected market headwinds. So this includes definitely public data such as population shifts from the census and provider adequacy rates from HRSA partners. But it also includes private data from SG2 using our accountability readiness tool, which has been widely popular and our IOC forecast as well, thinking about clinical shifts. Yeah, the CFOs are definitely focused on the financial metrics and we have to give a nod to those. Honest assessment using the credit agency medians helps folks on the strategy side understand, A, what are the pressure points and where does the system reside as compared to peers, but also begins that dialogue from CFO and CSO, which we've been harping on for years now. We need to get more collaborative so that strategy can deploy in an effective manner without putting the financial side at risk or over risk to this point. That's good detail. Thanks. All right. Now I want some stories. You obviously, through the process, got to talk to members, you explored some metrics you probably abandoned, brought in others that maybe you weren't anticipating. What'd you learn? Sushma, give me a couple stories that you guys heard along the way. The biggest story is that we saw a lot of strengthening markets in the middle of the country. And we definitely questioned that a couple times, thinking about these areas are typically not heavily populated. But because we looked at population shifts within the next five to 10 years, those areas in the middle of the country, North Dakota, Colorado, Nevada, Washington, states like that are growing heavily and significantly. And that's going to lead to a lot of organic growth that health systems residing there will enjoy. Rio, did you pick up anything similar or different? looking at the macro level, what's the big trends there? Sometimes for me, I also think about the micro stories were interesting, where you go into a market where our economic index tells you you're in an area that should be strengthening. You should be all good. You're thinking about a growing capacity. But when we then paired it with their organizational financial health, they're actually at a terrible starting point. So thinking back to those archetype about what's the right lever for you to pull, if you just look at that economic index, you might be thinking about how do we improve our revenue quality? How do we grow into different market areas? For that organization, we were talking about what can we do to double down on your cost? What are you doing for your capacity management? Because even though you're in that strengthening market, your starting point is something that doesn't put you in a position to pull on those levers. Brian, how are members using this data though? What are health systems, strategy or financial planners using a tool like this to help them do? Two things to that, Trevor. One is the internal strategy deployment. We have three major levers, none of which are going to be a surprise, revenue quality, cost, and then capacity optimization. So those are not new. The question is, depending on which archetype you're in, which one of those should you be pulling first and hardest? And within that lever, what are the prioritized initiatives that really should be sought after that will return the maximum ROI or return on investment? 
we've done disruptor modeling like that before, and they're just so opportunistic and have so much cash that they kind of go wherever. Good markets are better, but all growth is good to them so far. Sushma, Ryota, anything else you've pulled out of conversations with members about how they're using this new tool, new data, new insights? The Miami story is very unique in the sense that the Wall Street Journal had predicted that Miami would be subject to migration and suffer economically, primarily due to their housing affordability crisis. And we actually foresaw that in the economic index, which was a really great catch from our team. And the way that we caught that was through the population shifts that we projected for the next five years. That was a unique story that confirmed our methodology. And the best part about that, Trevor, is that we had the discussion with our member uh, about a week before that Wall Street Journal article came out. So it was uh, a nice sort of nod towards the, the validity of the model, which helps out. One of the best emails to get at SG2, some public piece of information that confirms something we already did. Yep, absolutely. I don't get many of those. Riota gets lots of them. And one of the conversations we were having with our members after we had showcased the economic index map in our executive summit was fascinating, I think worth sharing, which is that they reapproached us to learn more about what went into the methodology, because it turns out that they have already been doing a similar analysis as a health system that's traditionally just been dominating their local market, but they were in a financial position to expand outwards. And they are looking at non-contiguous markets across multiple states, looking for what might be priority targets. So that early stage planning where they wanted to get an understanding of where they might want to play in the future. And that's where we were a bit surprised to actually get that <laughs> question, but it was a great discussion. Two stories, Trevor, that I found useful. One is in discussions with some of the national providers. So you're sitting on a portfolio of assets across geographies. And as we talk to them, it's really trying to predict, A, what does our current baseline look like across these? We can have some markets that are growth, and that's going to carry a lot of those markets that may not be. But where are those trajectories and are any of our growth markets potentially coming under pressure that would throw our balance and really our portfolio of markets out of whack and, and challenge the long-term financial sustainability of us as a, a national organization? So that's one that we're seeing that them use this for, as well as thinking about new markets to go into. So that's one. The second question is an equity lens. If everyone's going to jump into these green markets that are high growth, what does that do? And our pushback would be markets are going to go where they're going to go. A lot of that's going to be outside the control of you as a health system. Anticipating whether it's growth or not, if you're going to be committed to a market and fulfill that mission, we need you to be financially sustainable. And that really focus, choosing the right lever and choosing the right initiatives to maintain a positive margin and be committed to that market long term is critical. The equity feel is inherent in the financial sustainability as a context. Brian, why don't you give members, listeners, some quick ideas of how they can continue to get engaged with you and the team on this topic. We're looking for feedback from members. One, the index, we believe, is an evolution. There's a thousand different metrics that we can blend in, but we really want to get the right set of metrics at the right weighting and the right algorithm to help you anticipate where your market's heading. We encourage you, reach out to us, challenge some of that methodology, challenge the metrics that we're including, propose, because we want this to be an evolution that we, in conjunction with our membership, are, are evolving. And then secondarily, 
let us help you. What other use cases are out there for an index like this that could be reweighted or retooled to look at it from different angles? LSI, we're talking to you all. How would you like to see this? How do we think about disruptors? How do we think about consumerism and consumer needs? And really from their side, affordability and other issues that we may not always focus on, but are impacting their pocketbooks and their lifestyle in meaningful ways. So there's all kinds of iterations here that we're looking for new ideas, new test cases to come through. So look forward to the discussions. Thank you all for joining today. Really appreciate it. This is the fun stuff at SG2, building new frameworks, new tools, new approaches, using data to learn some new things about the healthcare market. So thanks so much for sharing. Look forward to hearing your perspectives again soon on SG2 Perspectives. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us, and or follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at SG2 Healthcare. And if you want to talk more about innovative healthcare strategies, you can always email me at sg2perspectives at sg2.com. Finally, SG2 is a Vizient company, and there are a bunch of Vizient podcasts that you might like. You can find them at Vizient backslash podcasts. Have a great day.